Katie and this is That Grief Relief Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, this is a very light-hearted, open-hearted conversation about grief. There is no right or wrong way to deal with grief. Now, whilst I might be at a certain stage of my grief process, my guests might be at another stage of their grief process, you might be at a completely different stage of your grief, or you might not have experienced grief at all. I'm not here to offend, I'm here to hopefully put a smile on your face, whether you're going through something right now or not. Welcome to another episode of that Grief Relief Podcast. I'm Katie and today is a Zoom um, guest, but Zoom guest in Dubai. Uh, you're all the way over in our sofa we just discovered. Um, Jas, hello, welcome. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Kay. I've, um, oh, you're welcome. I've been, yeah, I've been looking forward to this for the past couple of weeks and psyched myself up to a point where I had a panic attack. I'm like, no, I can't do this anymore. Uh, really? No, I'm no, 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 not that Oh, bad, okay. But, All right. Okay. But to a point where I was like, what kind of questions are you going to ask me? What am I going to, how am I going to answer this? What am I going to do? Uh, just, yeah, I to just breathe no exactly and and it's fine I mean I know that you're a long time listener of the podcast and so you you know the drill we don't take it too seriously and just answer anything and tell your story and that's 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 all we want to know about well that's yeah that's why I like the podcast it's very it's like two friends talking to each other I love that that that, that gives me a uh, connection to the podcast we were just having a quick chat before we hit record so your heritage is Indian yes I can obviously see your uh, headwear, your Sikh, North Indian. Yeah, North Indian, yes, from Punjab. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's the heritage. But I was born here. I was yep, born in here. Dubai, yeah. Yeah, I was, well, Abu Dhabi, actually. But, so I okay. should be technically, I should technically be a local, a local, a local <laughs> passport. Right, but, um, um, and back and forth. My dad, my dad, uh, I think till about 15, was in, was in India as well. He went, okay. to, went, went to West Ham for studies. His studies lasted for ten years, I think ten to fifteen years. <laughs> so it just it just didn't happen. It just happened there. Um, yeah, he just loved it there. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna in London. You were, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then eventually he did come back because his mum was like, "Listen, you need to get married. Can you can you come back here now? Because you're turning three, and uh, hey, you know, Indian heritage. You're three. People are gonna start talking about you not being married, right? Um, so yeah, he came back married to my mum and then 30 years later here we are (laughs) I love that so hang on did your mum and dad know each other and she was like look get over here we need to tie the knot so that's the funny thing right because obviously this is a different part of a different different timeline completely right no she didn't actually know him they they met once before the wedding right and my and my mum said oh my god man's hairy What, what am I doing why am I yeah why am I what what am I doing? But okay, actually, my the my the the great quality of my dad is he's a really nice person. So it it kind of resonates when you see him, right? Not just when he speaks. Um, even though he didn't speak, he didn't say a word. He was too shy to say anything at that point to my mum. Uh, but yeah, it was just she like you know what he's nice. Well, let's just do it. Let's, yeah, let's just get on with it. Jas, you mentioned your dad. I want to know yeah. all about your dad. Why that again? Um, that is a. See, I, I think. Sorry, I'm just gonna grab my. Uh, I'm just gonna control this part a little bit here. <laughs> uh, no, so my so my dad. Look, my dad, um, nicest person ever. I, I know. I know every kid says that about their dad. Uh, well, nicest, nicest person ever. But literally, literally the nicest person ever. I'll, I'll give you one of the early stories I recently found out. So when he passed away. Everyone from his office, from old offices, came came into the house. COVID, we, we were like, listen, it's COVID. Don't come in. Come in for five minutes. Give your condolences and just leave. And say, we will do this after, right? But for now, we don't want to be the reason why someone's got COVID. Right? Hang on. Um, when did he pass away? This was last August. This was last August. So eight, eight months, like, three days ago. Oh my goodness, Jess! Thank you so much for sharing your story. Bless your heart. No, I didn't realize it was so recent. No, no, that's all right. Uh, again, one of the reasons I wanted to do the podcast again because the couple of reasons, being Indian, it, I know I understand uh, the impact it has on your mm-hmm. on your life, right? And and the fact that other people are going to keep coming up to you. People don't talk about it. 
just because you know it's a whole manly thing, Indian thing, and you go, oh, yeah, but why aren't you talking about it? Right, mm-hmm. talk about it, get your message across. So, so I'm like, you know what? Let me do this. Um, like I said, I've been preparing for the past two weeks. Cry my cry, uh, get my tears out so that I don't cry on the podcast. Bless you, yeah. God, don't I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> no no please don't uh, okay the em- empathy part kicks in and then as soon as i see someone cry same. my tears go as well yeah yeah so i don't like doing that it's it's, it's the same thing when people puke I, i've got to go in the opposite direction <laughs> okay I, I i yeah anyway but going back to my dad so they were they were telling me stories they're like listen uh, thank you so much for your dad because it, it you know majority of these kids majority of these guys came from india um again, engineering degrees, but no experience in anything. So they come here, realistically, 1,000, 1,500, Sally, this is about 30 years ago. Um, engineers, yeah, proper graduate engineers. And my dad fought for these guys and said, no, no, get them 4,500 or get them 3,000, Sally. Mm. And now all of them got families in Canada or here and they're managers or general managers and so on. And these were the stories I was getting from, from all of them when, when, when this happened, when we were doing mm. this at home. And, and that is literally what my dad is, right? So um, we're just automatically, without any hesitation, if someone goes up to him and says, listen, I need help. Cool, what, what do I need to do to get this done for you? And that was, literally, that was it. That was my entire definition of my dad, right? Um, unfortunately for him, it was a stress ball, right? Uh, right. Which kind of which impacted him later in the, in, the, in the life. But other than that, just and party, party, you know, soul of the party. If if you create, if you get five people in a room, play some Punjabi music, right? Get a beer, get a beer in his hand. He will make sure everyone in the neighborhood is going to be there enjoying him uh, dancing, right? So that was that was my dad, um, which 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 I'm really glad for because it kind of passed on to me, right? So I can literally go up to any person, have a conversation with them and be like, we've been friends for, uh, for years. I'm well, slightly exactly. More... We've only been, sp- yeah. we've literally been speaking for about 20 minutes. We've had a lovely old yeah. chat beforehand as well. Beforehand. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I'm so happy my dad passed that on to me. Right? So yeah. Um, uh, slightly more dickish than my dad, but, but that's just because... <laughs> Can I say that? I'm sorry. Can I say that? Yeah, I'm not, I, why not? You yeah. can say what you want. So talk me through kind of what happened, how he eventually passed away last year. I'll give you a quick summary of what's happened before as well. So my dad, I think 2008, I'm not, when did I graduate school? Eight or nine? I'm not, I don't remember exactly. I think it was A-levels. So I was planning on going to Canada. I got accepted as well uh, for for on a scholarship. So I'm like, yeah, cool, let's go. We went to India to go see my family, see my grandma, because I'll be probably gone for four years. I won't be able to see her. I had knee issues. So we did an MRI scan on my knee. Um, okay. Turns out nothing's wrong. I was just being a little, you know, I was just being, I was just being, uh, yeah, I was just being a crybaby at that point, right? Um, <laughs> but then my dad, my dad's had pain over the past couple of months, right? So he's like, listen, let me get it checked as well. I can Complete luck, right? Complete luck. He checks it and like, listen, you need to, you need to get into hospital now. You've got massive growth on your kidney, um, massive, massive growth on your kidney, right? We can't even. It's this kidney has to go. Like, there's no. Um, to, uh, fun fact, by the way, you can survive for the rest of your life on one sixth of a kidney. One sixth. One sixth. One sixth of a kidney. You can survive uh, for a happy life, right? A happy easy life um wow. anyway so so we we then took the kidney off i but he didn't have it. any symptoms sorry he literally just thought i'll have a checkup no he he had slight pains just once in a while he'd be like oh that hurts a bit or you know it, how interesting wow. yeah and it's funny again like i said if i probably hadn't gone for my uh for my knee for my knee he probably wouldn't have tested it right no. again it's a very it's a very indian thing to do again it's a very Indian brown thing to do is oh yeah doctor I don't need to go to the doctor why do I need to do this that's probably not even an Indian thing I think that is just a generational thing why is it that our parents just don't go to the doctors doctor my mum as well she I'm like mum why why don't you go to the doctor these these guys have spent 10 years (laughs) 
studying this, right? So go to the, oh, I'm a hypochondriac, so any small thing happens to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's all right. Why do I need to go? Beta, it's all right. I'm fine. I'll have my tea. I'm okay. I'm like, mum, tea is not a, anyway, right? Um, Put some ginger in it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ginger, honey, uh, turmeric powder. Turmeric, that's what I was going to say. It's always that. Yeah. It's always that, and I'm, you know, it, it, it works. If you've got like cold and so on, it works. It's nice. But not if you've got a massive <laughs> in your back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, we, I think I was 18. Yeah, I was 18 at that point. Uh, they removed the kidney, successful. I saw my dad at that point. I walked in. Oh, I, I wish I'd never get to see my dad like this again. So unfortunately for my dad, he didn't learn, right? So this, is, this is something, again, one of my dad's qualities. doesn't learn doesn't learn continues drinking not straight away maybe after a year gets back onto the drinking get beer here and there and so on (sighs) continues drinking Uh, a couple of years later again it's funny i've got so many calls because of my dad through a hospital it's it's just jokes Uh, so four o'clock yeah yeah so five years ago five years ago i got a call at four o'clock in the morning um, at this point, you know, aimless life, you know, six years ago, aimless life. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I should stay up till four o'clock in the morning. Again, lucky. Uh, none of my family members would, would, would have picked up the phone. Uh, also, I'm a very light sleeper, so I can pick up the phone like that. Four o'clock in the morning, I get a call. Listen, your dad's in the hospital. He was going, he was flying to Kuwait for work. He was mm. flying to Kuwait for work. He's like, listen, he usually calls as soon as he lands. He didn't call us. My mom's like, listen, he probably just went home and slept. Now, cool. Get a call from the hospital saying four o'clock. Hey, dad's here. Come. I'm like, what, what do you mean, my dad? He's like, listen, everything's fine. Just come in, come in, just come in. Don't worry about it. All right, come in. Um, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll come. I'll come. I went there and they changed. They changed. They flipped the script on me and said, listen, your dad's uh, critical right now because what? I think he got woozy. I think he had a bit of a sugar, uh, low sugar, mm-hmm. and he got a bit woozy and he fell, and he fell right. on the floor. Okay. Uh, lo- again, luckily for him, this is where the Durban comes in place. This is why you always go where you're Durban, right? Always I don't think where... that's probably the reason, but I like. No, it. no, no, no. That that is a solid reason. I've gone into I've I've gone into a crazy accident and no scratch on me. Uh, my car flipped a couple of times, right? No scratch on me. My Durban stayed intact, mate. Right? So my my top of my head hit the hit the top of the car. They said the the force that you hit this probably would have knocked you out and so on. The turban protected Turban saved you. There you go. So you've always got to put your turban on. Um, <laughs> okay, no, note for note for future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always put your turban on. But anyway, we we get there and they're like, listen, your dad fell. He's got blood clot in his head, um, and he's critical. All right. So this this is again, you know, you're uh, I'm 23 at this point. I'm thinking 24 at this point. I'm thinking. I call my mom, what do I do? They're like, yeah, listen, you need to talk to your uh, family members and bring them here. I'm like, what do you mean? Why are you scaring me? Like, it's like, no, no, it's all right for now. He was in the ICU. Come on. So I didn't call my mom till about nine o'clock in the morning. I was there okay. alone, um, which, and again, hindsight, I probably should have called, um, called my mom and said, hey, mom, come in. Um, but I didn't want to panic. So I'm like, listen, mom, I'm at the hospital. Come come now, whatever. Anyway, um, for I think it took him five months to recover. He he lost his sense of smell, um, let, lost his sense of taste. A smell came back eventually, but the taste never came back. Um, mm-hmm. Unless, it, and, and he couldn't speak for about a month and a half as well. Um, yeah, yeah, he couldn't. He, the only person he recognized at that point was was my mom. No so he wouldn't recognize. Yeah, yeah. So he wouldn't recognize me. And that's when I that's when I told my dad, I'm like, Dad, you gotta change your shit. When he when he came, I'm like, Dad, you gotta change your shit. I'm sorry, but you gotta change your entire mm-hmm. lifestyle. You got you gotta start eating well, what start walking. Started doing I mean, that, that must have been really tough for you to see that full stop. It is, it is, it is. Also, what makes it worse, which again coincidentally happened again when my dad passed away, is people forget that he's your dad, right? So they come up to you and they go, Take care of your mom. Take care of your sister. You got you got to be strong for them. You got to be you got you you've got to be the man of the house. And I'm thinking, what's my dad do? Right? Um, my dad's in the hospital right now. Almost, we don't know if he's going to come back. Okay, mm. we don't know what's going to happen. And I'm the one who stays up till four o'clock in the morning. So I was the one staying there in the hospital always. Right? 
even now when my dad passed, it was like, yeah, you're the man of the house. Take care of your, of your mom, take care of your sister, get, you know, make sure they're fine. Oh, you do know my dad passed away too, right? Like mm-hmm. um, it's just one, one of my friends whose dad also passed away, came up to me and said, hug me. Said, listen, don't worry. It's going to be all right. Um, he, he lost his dad when he was 16. So he's like, listen, it's going to be okay. And that's when it just went, Oof. everything just came out and you cry. You go, mm. you just get it out. You just let it, you just let it go. You don't stop. Anyway, we go back to the, we go, go back six years. I'm like, you got to change your life. You know, you yep. got to be, be healthy. God bless my mom. I mean, it's not easy taking care of someone that you've got to make sure their medicines are on time. Their food is, is you can't eat a non-reg. You can't have high protein in protein dosage. Dosage. Okay. I completely forgot. Sorry. There's a small thing that happened in the middle as well. So after the ICU, they said, listen, you can go. They put him in the normal, the general ward. Um, they didn't actually know my dad's kidney had issues. So the kidney was leaking. Um, they knew he had one, but they didn't know the mm-hmm. other was also having issues uh, because it was leaking salt. Uh, salt, I think. Yeah, it was leaking salt. So when it's leaking salt, you're always going to be, hmm, hmm, you're going to be like this, right? So they, they, they put him in the general ward and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't seem right. Why is he like this? Why is he like this? Why is he like this? Like, no, he's fine. My dad, uh, they said, listen, you've got pee in the, in the bag that they give you. Don't get mm-hmm. up because, because if you get head rush, it's not good for you and so on. My dad's stubborn as ever, right? which is, as, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, you, you can't tell your parents you're wrong because they'll be like, no, I'm your dad. I am not wrong, right? I'm not going to listen to you if you, if, uh, so stubborn as hell is like, listen, I'm going to get up and, and pee. And I'm like, okay, so I'm holding him. I'm holding him. Head rush, exactly what they said. Lack of salt. Complete, like, to a point, I couldn't even hold him. Um, yeah, so they. Uh, is he a big guy? So they, Was he a big guy or? I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't a big guy, but again, when you've got 80 kilos of mass just dropping, yeah, right? it's, yeah. yeah, it's not easy to lift them up. Um, doctors come in with, with, um, with uh, those, what are they called? Um, defibrillators, I think they call those. Yeah, yeah, defibrillators, um, yeah. Oh, what, has, yeah, had so he passed out at this point? Yeah, 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 so they, his, he passed out completely to a point where there was no, his heart stopped for about a couple of seconds as well. And I am sitting there. I'm sitting there. So they've covered everything. I'm sitting there on the floor thinking I've killed my dad. Like, I've, oh, my God, I've killed my dad. Um, actually, the, it's unfortunate. The thing is, these um, instances kind of make me stronger for when it did happen, even though you don't expect it. Mm. Uh, but, but it just kind of builds you up to a point where you go, Anyway, uh, it, he comes back, he comes back, changes his life, becomes healthy. God bless my mom, like I said. Um, again, like he was a stress ball to a point where he goes, oh, what's going to happen with money? What's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with uh, this? What's going to happen with that? And I kept telling my dad, my dad, why are you thinking about this? What are you thinking about six years from now? But you're like, oh, yeah, I'm 60. Um, you know, I'm 60 years old in Dubai. The rules are 60. You know, the rule is if you're 60, you've got to retire. So he pushed it till about 63. I'm like, Dad, it's fine. Like, no, you're not, you're not completely uh, 100% in your life as well. Your, your younger brother's still studying. I'm like, okay, okay. When that, when that comes, we will talk about it then, right? Mm. Stop manifesting something, which is exactly what he did. He manifested himself into, uh, I, like, I love my dad to bits, but he manifested the entire illness on himself because he kept, he kept pushing him, pushing himself in that direction uh, mm. of be like stress, 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 stress. I'm like, dad, why are you stressing about something that could not happen in three years or I could not happen in six months? Why are you stressing about this? Uh, anyway, come, come, um, come to a point just pre COVID pre COVID about six months before they're like, listen, your kidney is failing uh, because again, so much stress, so much, you can take care of it as much as you want, but obviously the five years of drinking that he had before he stopped, which he should have yeah. never gone into. Anyway. In between the two incidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're like, listen, your kidney's failing. Obviously they've been saying that for the past eight years. So my mom has literally gone for the past eight years, made sure that the ki- that one kidney has gone up to this point, right? Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Um, come 
wel, ek lus in wie nie toe staat, um, what's the word, ek, sorry, ek, um, what's the kidney transplant, what's the kidney uh, thing called? Uh, uh, dialysis? Yes, yes, sorry, sorry, I completely forgot the word, even though I should remember it. Um, <laughs> we, we started dialysis uh, for about four months before uh, before COVID hit. Right? Okay. We started dialysis and they like, listen, we're going to start looking at, we're going to actively start looking for uh, for a kidney. Okay, okay we're going to actively start looking right. yeah, for a transplant, right? We're going to start looking for this. They did all the tests, found out. I kid you not, in a month, in in literally 30 days, we had a kidney transplant. We had a, we had a donor in 30 days. People wait for six years. People wait for years before they even get... So my dad was lucky enough to get to a point where he, and we, us kids, we were pushing. So this is where the guilt factor comes in. And we kept pushing our dad for the, for the transplant. We're like, we, we don't want to see you like this. Yeah. Come skinny, clothes don't fit, right? Because dialysis does make you thin. Um, anyway, in a month's time, he got his kidney. We were like, yeah, dad, that's amazing. Uh, that's amazing. So this is, I'm sorry, this might make me a bit emotional. So, um, Come, come, he, we, we got the kidney. It was a 10 hour surgery, came out amazing, right? He, he's like, feel, you know, like, oh, I feel a bit like it hurts a bit, but I'm, I'm so happy. This, this, there was no, there was no, um, there were no problems. My, everything was going, was going okay. Um, my dad, like, oh, I can't wait to eat proper food. Um, I can't, yeah. And, at this point, I was actually seeing a couple of people for work. So I was not allowed in the hospital. I was right. not allowed in the hospital. So, mm-hmm. so I only saw him um, for three days prior because, you know, I can see him, but he has to be in a closed ward. I, I, I stand outside. We spoke. I went in. So this is my this is my dad, by the way. This is the exact definition of my dad. Okay. Uh, Josh, I can't, Josh, I can't fart. Josh, I can't pass gas. I'm like, what do you mean? Like just they keep giving me they keep giving me fruits and 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 all of this i can't fall i've been stuck for the past few days that's that was my dad so i come but also, in also what in, agony agony yeah wait right and he goes yeah. you know just all i want all i want is just a little bit of gas to come up that's it right and, and i and i go i'm sitting there i'm standing outside feeling sad for my dad because he looks <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be joking. Like, dad, no. And um, and the thing is, again, every, you know, the charisma my dad had, everyone in the hospital knew, literally everyone in the hospital would know, sing sir. Like, sing sir. Uh, he would flirt with the nurse in front of my mum, right? Uh, but not even proper, like, he'd just be like, so, nurse, where are you from? <laughs> like, oh, I'm from here. Oh, yeah, lovely place. I've heard lovely ladies are from there. My mum would look at, look at him, give him a look. I'll be sitting there and be like, I don't think, Dad, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, mom, It sounds like all of you in your family have perfected the eye roll when it comes to your dad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, we, at one point, we don't even do that. We just go, we just look at each other and go, yeah, Dad, yeah, that's just, yeah. And yeah, turns out my dad had um, a unique set of uh, uh, blood, right? Very rare, very rare. It rejected the kidney. Uh, it's a white blood cell. So my dad had a very rare set of white blood cells, which is a one in a 1.5 million case kind of thing, right? Um, yeah, one point. Like some, it's you know when it's meant to be, when everything's written in it for it to happen, you you can't get away from it. I, so I don't believe in. I might I might get really. Uh, I'm not a very religious person. I'm not. Uh, uh, but again, you've got to believe in something when everything just lines up for that to happen, right? So one in a 1.5 million thing, the white blood cells rejected my dad's, was rejected the kidney transplant. Mm. Um, the day he passed, August 6th, five o'clock in the morning. I, I just couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. Five o'clock in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, restless, I'm moving around. My mom calls me at six and says, Jess, um, I'm going to the hospital. I don't feel well. Can you come? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, mom. I'll come, I'll come. Right now, I... I'll drive down right now. So I, I I drove down. My dad was okay at that point, right? But they they had taken him to the hot, uh, the the room. Um, <clears throat> they, again, put the blinds up and everything. Um, so his heart rate was very faint. So they so they were trying to 
So I, again, unfortunately for my dad, see, like I said, everything was written. The reason why I gave you the whole story. So the years of of putting needles in his in his uh, in his veins, putting needles all across the thing, they couldn't find the vein properly, right? So the only thing I could hear from my dad was because so they had to put it in the in the leg somewhere. Um, only thing I could hear from my dad was it hurts, right? It hurts, and you go. You're oh, sorry. Just give me a second. Ooh. No, please. You're fine. You're absolutely fine. Um. Anyway, so he goes. It hurts. Um. Yeah, I think that was the last words I heard from my dad. Um. Again, you know what the crazy part is? Sorry, I'm just gonna give me a second. Sorry. You take as much time as you need. It's all right. Don't worry. Um. <laughs> Okay, so my dad was a warrior to a point. Um, he came back seven times, so his heart stopped. Stopped, got back. <laughs> and an average is about two or three when you come back. Came back seven times, right? So the thing is, he wanted to come back. It's just his body says, I can't take anymore. Yeah. And that was it. That was it. Uh, later on, we didn't even know about the white blood cells. It's when we found out later on that he had the white blood cells. They're like, we can't check for them because it's so rare. We don't actually go and see if this is a possibility. It's, it's, they've had like eight cases over the past 60 years, right? So um, they, obviously eventually they asked us if we can, uh, you know, if we give permission to, for them to study this. We're like, yeah, 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 you can do this. That's not a problem, you can take this on. That's so, phenomenal um, that you that you agreed to do that, and I think it is so so important. Yeah, it was it was because you don't. Want to, I've realized one thing here yeah, because you feel bad, right? You feel like I said, a sense of guilt comes in, kicks in, where you go. First of all, I didn't see my dad on a regular basis, and we were the ones pushing for my dad's surgery. And then, obviously, then you start thinking, we just got a kidney transplant, or you know, my dad's gone. It's it's sad, maybe that kidney transplant could have saved someone else. Now it cannot, obviously, but what we can do is just make sure that the blood tests and and and, and the blood and everything, whatever, whatever was collected from my dad can be used to make sure nothing, it doesn't happen to someone else again. Um, so yeah, so that, I mean, that was it. That was, um, we were sitting in the waiting room. I think it was me, my mom and my sister at that point, my brother as well. We were sitting in the, in the waiting room. Um, my mom's like, he's gone. My mom's like, he's gone. I'm like, no, he's not. Why are you saying that? As in that? she had a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, like, she, she knew. She's like, he's gone. And I'm telling you, she's gone. I, I think we left the hospital at like 3 a.m. that day. I, I, we had to literally force my mom to leave the hospital. Like, I don't want to leave him. I don't want to leave him. Um, I'm like, mom, he... So we said our goodbyes. We said our goodbyes before they put, obviously... Not to sound crass, I, I, my defense mechanism kicks in, right? So this is when I start joking about death and everything. So I'm, I apologize. Welcome, you're in good company. You're absolutely fine. Yeah. I, I apologize to your listeners if they think I'm a bit crass, right? So I, I, I literally told my mom at this point, I'm like, mom, dad's resting in the morgue. Why, you, why do you need to be there as well? So, and she looked at me mortified, like just what are you saying? I'm like, dad, mom. There's a limit to how much you can cry in a day. Uh, you can't, once your tears, once you're done, you want to cry, it's just going to hurt you more, right? You, your throat's going to come up till here. Your eyes are going to hurt. You you can't cry anymore, right? So um, all you can do is just laugh, right? So, he's, he's resting. Let him rest. All right? He's been stressed for the past six years. He's resting right now. Let's go back home. Let's get you resting as well. If my mum had the strength, I think she could have slapped me that day, right? So, um, <laughs> by the sounds of it, you needed it, but it was fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's I, I unfortunately, like I said, even even uh, to my my girlfriend the other day, so we were watching a show and it just came up. One of the scenes, uh, I think, it was a dad mum scene, and she's like, "Oh, imagine your dad does this with another woman." And I'm like, "Well, I can't kind of imagine because you know." She's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "No, no, I'm jo- I was just joking, right?" It's, yeah. At the end of the day, unfortunately, it's it's happened. Why right? we can't get away from it? But yeah, that was that was that was it. To be forced, um, and then and then uh, it's a massive cultural, you know, 
the whole cultural thing of getting rid of what well, getting rid of, sorry taking care of the body right taking care of the body because we we don't bury we uh we, we cremate okay right so we've got to get permissions from here and then there um so the hospital was really nice they helped us they said listen this isn't this is an agency that will help you from the get-go um but again it's not it's 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 something that i had to do alone because you have to leave my mom i'd leave my mom, my mom i'm not going to let my mom do this right mm. so my mom's alone um so we we yeah so i went in got a passport cancelled got him uh, did the cremation bit of it as well and then so there's a four four day prayer at the house okay at, yeah so we did a four day prayer on the fourth day this is brutal right so i i don't want mom this after after i'm like why are we doing this what's the point of doing this right so they give you a turban they get so they your big dad's pictures there so they give you a turban and they put it on you to basically signify you're the head of the family now wow right 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 and i've got a picture of my dad in front of me and they're doing that for and, and i'm just like it's just flowing to a point i i went up to my mom after my mom never in a million years should anyone do that ever right you're already hurting and you're putting a cultural thing on on top of it but anyway uh it was nice i mean lots of people came nothing brings close nothing brings anyone closer than marriage or death mm. right so either it's marriage or death so people came in paid paid this paid their respects um again like i said charisma my dad go go to the go to any sort of hospital or any sort of place so i the place where i go for a trim uh again not allowed to trim just just so that your listeners don't you know uh <laughs> right, so but i do it anyway so I, i i used to take my dad there for a pedicure and a manicure right so nice Every, yeah every two months the work it gets my points up as well so every time every you know like dad let's go get my dad to pay for it get my points up <laughs> get a couple of free free chins as well so we would go there and these guys loved him to a point where they'd be like they they would have four people around him you need one person right yeah. they'd have four people around him just to listen to his stories yeah um so i, I didn't go for a chin for at least about four and a half months four like a good seek boy what like a like a good sikh boy yes i i couldn't i just couldn't i just couldn't when you said about the four day prayer and obviously people coming to pay their respects etc your dad uh, when when was your dad cremated is there a certain time period that they must be cremated so i realistically should be as soon as possible uh, but again because you need to get a couple of permissions and so on uh, you need to get permissions from the cremation place you need to yeah. cancel the passport you need to get you need to get a cancellation paper from the uh, from the company that's giving them the visa all of that all of that right. so it's 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 um it, it like i said the agency helped us a lot the agency helped us a lot but but yeah i mean it's 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 a process it's a process and this this i think realistically what, when someone passes away there's a seven day prayer it's a 7 okay. day 20 20 it goes on for 24 hours yeah 24/7 24/7 for 7 days so there are people so are, the process is there's a holy book right they they read the holy book in terms of you know easy access to passes to wherever he's going or whatever right I'm right assuming, yeah right again because we don't have we don't have a uh, we don't again like i said complete different conversation but we don't have a concept of hell and heaven in our religion okay right so there's this it's 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 a nothing and everything kind of situation okay um, right so and your your energy basically your energy your body is just a vessel once you cremate your energy goes back into uh it goes back in right it mixes in mixes it back in right so when you know when you say oh i get good vibes of this person or oh, i get mm-hmm. bad energy from this person mm-hmm. that's what from my from my point of view that's what we mean in terms of that is someone passing on those good energies to that person and you feel that and you go cool um right. what's that happened to you you meet someone you go oh this person oh. reminds me of my dad or my mom yeah right so that that is what that is a small overview of what we do but again mm-hmm. this is this is this is not the exact model of it but i'm, I'm like i said i'm giving you a very 10% kind yeah, of thing yeah of course it. no i appreciate it thank you and um, yeah yeah i mean sorry my um the, um 
Well, and then and then we did it for four days. We did it for three days actually because because COVID, right? Uh, and yeah, it's supposed to it's supposed to be at the temple, but we had to do it at our house, right? So so yeah, so we just did it for three days. Um, and even even with the COVID two restrictions, seconds, my doorbell has just gone. Sorry, Joe. Please, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you going to leave this in the podcast because that's amazing i love that yes love so uh, that. most most of the time on the video so the video is like the added extras on the video i just leave most stuff in when poppy attacks oh. people and things like that but then on the actual audio podcast i normally chop bits and pieces out chop this out Oh, yeah. Cool. When you yeah. said about um, COVID and it had to be at your house, because that's what I was going to say, because that was quite, you know, although in the UAE we were out of our like strict lockdown, but we still had really strict restrictions for people coming to houses. So how did that work? So it, again, it, it logistically it was just a nightmare because um, in this in this time not a lot of people came, so people generally come for the main prayer. Mm. You know, it the the actual. Um, the prayers are for the family, family members and so on. But the main, the once it's going to finish, people come in. So we send out a message saying, hey, listen, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing this on this day. Uh, please, please, please try to come in, uh, in in cars that are that don't go above 10, number 10 or so. If, if you have five people together, come together, see if you can do that and park a bit further out. Don't park in front of the house because you don't want neighbors to complain about it. Mm-mm. Um and and stay for twenty minutes. Pay your respects and please leave because if you don't do this and someone complains again or someone catches COVID, it's going to be a massive uh, absolutely and huge fines yeah. and stuff as well. You, here. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So I'm like, listen, thirty grand fine or five grand fine, whatever it is. Keep your mask on as well. So we we went out the day before. Got bucket, bucket loads of masks, right? Got got sprays got sprays so everyone's wearing their masks on everyone sits in and these people again i've noticed this a lot religious people don't tend to focus on the covid aspect of it right so like really yeah yeah i've noticed that not just with Sikhs, it's just in general it's it's god's gonna protect me kind of thing right Right. i have heard that i have heard that a lot and from a lot of different religions you know yeah yeah i mean they just go yeah uh and they were praying. Everyone's they've got they've taken the masks off. They're sitting close to each other. We've cre- so we've created like squares for people to sit in, oh, where they're not where they're not yeah where they're not close to each other. Um, literally, everyone comes in. We're spraying them with with hand sanitizer. We're spraying their door handles. We spraying the glass before we give them we give them a bottle of water or anything. We're literally spraying everything. Uh, we're giving people masks, and pe- even then, people take the masks off and they're praying. To, you know, once once they get into the hole. Um, again, I am not a very religious person, right? Um, and till till that day, I think about four days, I kept everything inside. Yeah. So I didn't want to see, I didn't I didn't want to see I didn't want to show my mom that I was crying, even though my mom kept saying cry, 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 cry. You know, mm-hmm. get it out of your thing. I cried, I did cry, but I just didn't want my mom to see that I was just oof, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know if you've been to a temple, right? So what we do, we, we do it with music. So we've got a, a, a tabla. I don't know. Yes. Uh, yep. yeah, I mean, I know tabla. what it is, but please do explain what it is for anyone listening that doesn't. Well, so these are very two small drums um, where you play with your hands, really small ones. Um, I, I don't know what they're called in English. I'm, I forget the thing, but but drums, small drums, and they've got a little organ kind of thing as well. So they we do it through music. So the prayer is sang, mm-hmm. right? The prayer sang. I, 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 one of the guys that was doing the prayers, oh my God, yet could have been an American Idol or British, Britain's Got Talent or whatever. Really? Right? It was incredible to a point, you know when something just lifts off your chest or your shoulders, that heavy, heavy feeling that you've got. Once that was lifted, I, I could not stop crying to a point mm-hmm. I, you know when it, it was just it was just a waterfall kind of thing. It wasn't even tears at this point. It was just your eye ducts opening and the water just coming out. It was just like that. It was good. It was amazing. But again, it, people didn't listen. We had to ask people after twenty minutes, be like, "Can you please leave? Can you please leave? Can you please leave?" Um, 
for the cremation though we just kept a, we, we only called about six people we didn't tell mm-hmm. we didn't tell people when the cremation is going to be um because they were not you're not allowed to have more than eight people anyway at the cremation mm-hmm. so it was just four of us and four family four family friends five of us more my missus four it's so about 10 people there yeah mm-hmm. who do allow do more than what the thing was and, and if they don't make it easy to die in this country to be fair so <laughs> They don't. Uh, okay. It is. Yeah, it's a mass. I mean, it's not easy to die in any country. But, but no, but you're yeah. right. And because, uh, funnily enough, we were speaking about this the other day. Because I think I don't even know, as a British citizen, whether I. I definitely know I can't be buried here. I would have to be repatriated. My body would have to be repatriated. But I'm not even sure I can be cremated here. I'm not sure I can, can't I? I, can't, I don't know. You, you should, I think I, I don't. Even I don't know this yet because. Yeah. For us as well, for us as well, the realistic thing would have been to actually go back to India because that's mm. where my dad wanted to be cremated anywhere next to his mom and dad and so on. Um, obviously, we couldn't travel because of COVID, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and and so we had to do everything here. It's just yeah, it's just not easy because uh, again, it's just not nice seeing your dad go into in, into an oven like a pizza, right? So it's just no, it's never. It's never a nice feeling. So you go, oh my god, and then again, go back to that place and pick the pick the yeah. remains up, clean them, and everything. It's just, it's just, yeah, uh, death is not pretty. Well, no, yeah, no, death is yeah. definitely not pretty. And then on top yeah. of that, with the restrictions of COVID and and bits and pieces like that, what about your? So your mum was obviously in, in a terrible way. The whole family was in a terrible way. Yeah. Going back to the point of you now being then this, you know, the head of the family. First things first, amazing that your mum was saying to you, just please cry, like please show your emotions. It's absolutely fine. Instead of being, you know, no, you've got to suck it up. up. Now. Yeah. Um, what about, you know, ha- what then happened afterwards? You know, that responsibility being on your shoulders, did that allow you to grieve? Talk me through that because it's only a few months ago as well. Like that's what I'm trying yeah, to get my head around. Well, that's 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 the thing. It, uh, like I said, luckily for us, our family's a bit more, you know, being raised here, but, but my dad also being in the UK, me going back and forth a couple of times, same with the family. The thought process is a lot different. Um, there's no "don't hide your feelings" kind of thing, right? Nice. It's still they, they're still in Indian dust, which 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 will never leave because that's mm-hmm. a cultural aspect of it, right? But there's always never been a thing about hide your you know hide something from us kind of thing. And we're not gonna. It's not. We're not gonna. Hurt, we're not gonna. We're your parents, right? We're not. If you're not gonna come up to us, we're not, obviously this 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 came a bit later on when I was younger, when I was 15, 16, I used to hide everything from my parents but yeah. later on as I've, as I've gone older I've I've realized oh, you've got to go to your parents who, who else are you going to go to when you've got problems and my parents encourage that right so talk about it talk about your feelings so if you're if you're down which is funny which is funny which because my dad actually encouraged us to do this but he hid his own stress part internally and and just kept building that up right which is again like a generation gen, generation thing as well mm. um but yeah, they. I mean, they did let me creep to a point. I mean, we, we were. Our our thinking was, look, it's it's just us now. Like it has to be us. There's no one else that's gonna come in and hold your hand and say. People will say, let's let's offer, call us for whatever you need, and so on and so on. People will do that, and some of them might actually help you. But realistically, no one knows what you're going through. None of them. No one understands what you what, what it feels like. No one understands. Even it's funny you mentioned this, but even your own brother and sister and your mum don't know because everyone grieves differently. Everyone has a different way of getting it out there, talking about it. For example, my my brother would never do this podcast. Never in a million years really? would do this podcast. Never. He's younger because than you, right? He's young, yeah, he's seven years younger than me, so he's twenty three. Okay. He's twenty three. Um, he would never come on this podcast. Uh, my sister. My maybe my mom as well would never. But again, so, you know, I've realized this as I've eight months is a lot is not a lot of time, but it's also a lot of time for for you to grieve, right? So we, I, I have moments where I call my sister. I have moments where I'd be like, listen, because okay, I've just started a new business, right? So first thing you want to do is call your dad. Uh, if you got any problems, you want to call your dad. I've even dialed his number a couple of times, and I've gone, oh, well, I can't shit. 
no one's gonna answer this phone, right? Um, and then I've gone up to my mum and spoken to her about this as well and said, mum, and, and she's, she's gone, yeah, just, you know, you know, she's spoken about it. She's like, yeah, I miss him and so on. So we talk about this. We, we talk on a consistent basis. But again, there is a barrier to the conversation because like I said, even they don't know how you are grieving. They understand your pain. 100% they understand because they've gone through with it. But they don't, everyone grieves differently to a point where you go, you've got to do it alone. I, I, I think three months after my dad's thing, I used to get panic attacks. Right? Really? Just, just out of nowhere, I just get, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't breathe. I'd, I'd be crying. Um, even even in the house, I'll, I'd be lying down and it will just hit you like a brick. It'll just hit you suddenly and you and tears start rolling down. My girlfriend would be sitting next to me. She'd go, just, you know, uh, talk to me, talk to me. And I, in my head, I keep saying, I don't want to talk. I just want to cry. I just wouldn't be in a position where I can get this out. And the only people you can call, you, so I talk to her for sure, but the only people realistically that you can call are your, is, is, is your brother and your sister and be like, hey, Pran, so my brother's name is Pran, Pran. Hey man, listen, um, I went for a trip today, for example, um, and just, just wanted to talk to someone. How are you yeah. feeling, right? Like I'm, I was feeling down. So I'm just checking with all of you. How are you feeling? You okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like so, you know, have, do you do you want to, don't, don't be scared to talk to me. Even if all you want me to do is sit there for you. I will not say a single word. Mm-hmm. I will not say a single word. And you just want to cry. I will sit there and hug you. I will not say a word to, a word to you. If you if you don't want to talk to me, but you just want someone around. And I and I, I I've become a, a lot more, uh, bullish on that I've said listen you've got to get it up don't keep it in don't mm. because this I said this earlier in the podcast you manifest things for yourself right so if you keep it in if you can especially something so heavy it's not going to be good uh good thing in the future for you right so get it no. out yeah did he uh, grieve badly is, or how yeah, did it, you, mean, how did bro- the three of you grieve so so it it was really tough for my sister obviously because you're as a daughter again like you said in the start the son goes to the mum or goes to the dad right um you you the you're the little one you're the you're the the apple of the eye for the for the dad right and my sister's done my sister's made a lot of sacrifices over the past couple of years the fact that i have an opportunity to open whatever businesses and so on is because she let me go onto that path and understand what I need to do and work and help dad with the financial aspect of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So for her, for her, her last two years were literally her aim was to get dad in a, in a financial freedom kind of financially free kind of situation where he can go to Canada where his brother is or back, back in the UK where one of his cousins is. Right. Um, That was her aim for the last two years. And so for her, when, when he passed away, she like, I, a, a, a sense of direction, a sense of belonging, a sense of something of, some, a part of me is completely gone to a point where I don't know what my next step is. Mm-hmm. I was doing this for dad and mum, and dad's gone now. Uh, so I don't know what, so for her, it was really hard. I think um, she calls me once in a while and says, oh, I cried, but she, She's a le- she, she won't tell you. She, I think she would cry with mum a lot more than she would with me and my brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, or she would just cry on her own and just message me and say, um, it's a lot easier to communicate on WhatsApp sometimes, right? So when you call the person, you go, um, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, cool. I, I, there have been times I've cut the phone and I say, let's listen, let's, let's talk here because it's a lot yeah. easier to type it out. And to actually, when you speak, when you say the things out loud, you cry, it, it becomes heavy. Exactly what I did with you when I was talking about my dad, mm-hmm. tears came out. If I was WhatsApping you here, it probably wouldn't have hit me that hard, right? Um, so, yeah. So, also, it wouldn't have been a great podcast. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, then, then, <laughs> then, oh, yeah. Now, normally with, with, you know, when I speak to people who shared their story on the podcast, I'll ask about how they've, got through their grief or what was their grief relief and and what have you but I'm just so acutely aware that you are still so so deep in it being that it was just a few months ago but 
are you able to answer that at all? Is there yeah, yeah. anything that's helped you through? Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Chelo, uh, um, like I said, humor helps, right? So when, when, when I joke about a couple of things, uh, uh, people people look at me, why are you joking about death? <laughs> because I've I've been in a position to be face to face with someone who's passed away, so I can I can joke about this. You cannot. It's, How it's, does that it's... work culturally as well? Because so in in my culture, people are like, oh, you can't really say that. Oh well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I I've, I've offended a lot of people over the past eight months. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's um, even when I talk to my you know, my uncles and everything, get on a conversation. I joke about this. I'd be like, uh, yeah, well, I mean, at least at least at least you know he's uh, he's chilling up there, probably probably drinking some whiskey. And and yeah, probably drinking some whiskey. And now he goes, huh, "Why are you talking like that?" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, where did that come from?" Like, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, uh, but even if, but I am I'm because uh, again because I'm aware of different cultures and how they react. I know who I I joke joke to. So for example, someone's uh, someone I know has lost a parent or lost someone a, a beloved one. I don't actually go and joke about right. It's it's on my personal ex- uh, expense that I joke, mm. on my dad's level that I joke about it. Um, I think reading helps. I, I read a lot, right? So, okay. yeah, so every, every time I feel a bit down, you you can't you can't get away from it. You cannot, you can't run away from it. You cannot change it, right? That is, that is the reality of it, right? You are gonna be, you're gonna have days where you're gonna feel like shit. You're gonna have you're gonna have days where you're gonna cry. You can't. Get, so one of the things I've done is I've accepted it. Be like, just what can you do? You can't do anything about it. So all you can do right now is accept it. Okay. So acceptance is a big, big step in in getting your life back to some sort of normal, right? Mm. Um, and and that acceptance unfortunately has to come from you. It can't come from your mom. It can't from your sister. It can't, from, can't come from your significant other. It has to come from you. Um, so I, I've i learned how to breathe because again, like a ship, you get panic attacks. So one of the things you you do with panic attacks is you've got to breathe. You've got yeah. to get your breathing back in order. Once you start breathing, once you start breathing, once you start getting that into the habit of breathing, you can control that. So when you, when you get hit with the whole, my dad's gone. I can't, you know, it's gone. Exactly. There you go. What you did there. Yeah. How weird. And that was that was an involuntary reaction, but reaction. it's almost like a defense that's... mechanism, isn't it? You're trying to protect yourself a little bit by it... filling your yeah, lungs. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your brain goes into a defensive mode, and you go because your brain goes into protection thing because you're not breathing. You're holding your breath for about 15 seconds. Your your brain thinks you're dying, right? Right. Uh, you know, this is so. This is an actual fact. I had to research this. I can actually share this information with you as well. It's a psychological thing. You know, your brain thinks you're dying, um, so automatically it has to go. It can't think of the fact that you know you're thinking of death or you're thinking about your dad passing away. Okay. It has to. Pro- it has to protect its organs. It has to protect everything. So it loses that train of thought for a second, mm. and then you go back into the whole thing. Go. Oh, okay. Once you've controlled your breathing, then you can start thinking about the grieving part of it and be like, okay, cool. Um, it's all right. It's okay. You know, everyone has to go at one point or the other. Unfortunately, it was my dad's time. Right? Unfortunately, it was my dad's time. What I can do, all right, what I can control is how I I change my life or, or change my mom at the moment that I am in currently, how that changes when we go when I take the next step, right? That's all I can change. So my dad wanted this, wanted me to be this. So I can take that step mm-hmm. towards that direction and make my dad happy. Wherever mm-hmm. he is, if 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 he is, um, again, you know, and the crazy part is, it's not even you that comes up with these things. It's the other people. So my, my girlfriend's come up to me, my girlfriend's mom has come up to me and said, did a call with her. She barely speaks any English, but she told me, she was like, just, I felt your dad's uh, presence. Right. And, and so she's a doctor for a doctor to tell you this. So she goes, listen, he's going to be around you till the point you need him. Once he's 100 percent sure that you guys don't need him anymore, that's when he's going to see mm-hmm. that that hits you. That, that's when you go, 
that's when you can't control your um, breathing or anything. That's when you go <laughs> cry again. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, well, breathing. I think breathing and just this is this is why I wanted to do this podcast specifically because of this. Talk to people, right? Even even it's especially from a culture where we come in where it's it's taboo to do, to not talk about mental health and to not talk about uh, feelings, especially if you're a man, right? Years of doctrination in terms of don't talk about this. You're the man. You're the breadwinner. I wanted to come on this podcast and be like, listen, it's okay to cry. It's okay to talk about this. It's okay to to seek help if you think that you need to talk to someone and that is not a family member and a professional. It is okay. Go to that person. Right? Um, there are there are so many wonderful places here, online places as well that you can talk to. Um, but don't keep it inside because if you keep it inside, especially if you think, oh, because because oh, my wife is going to think I'm a weak weak person, or my kids are going to think this, or the people, or my neighbors. Who gives a shit what your neighbors think? Who gives it? What you need? If you're not mentally okay, if you're not physically okay, sorry, physically, if you're physically okay, not mentally okay, that's going to pass on to your loved ones as well, and you, they've already gone through such a massive thing. Don't add on to it by holding yourself back in and making it worse for yourself and for them. Yeah. And so it's, um, and I, I think that is why this podcast is such an amazing thing. Um, just getting people to talk about their, uh, about, about their, about, about their experiences. It, it gets other people to open up as well. Right. And just the fact that they know they can get in touch with you, for example, they see me on a podcast. I, I'm more than happy to do this as well. But if they've seen this podcast, they listen to this and they've gone through something like this, get in touch with me. If you want to talk to me, I'm more than happy to talk to you, right? Also, there's a certain limit to what your personal, um, what you can take personally. Obviously, if 100 people come in to me and say, hey man, let's, let's talk about my death. Like, <laughs> no, okay, listen, I meant one or two, right? No, but, no. <laughs> but realistic, yeah, I'm more than happy to talk to someone. Listen, if you if you're going, especially especially through the cultural aspect of it, if you're struggling yeah. with the cultural benefit, come talk, come come get in touch and be like, listen, uh, grab a beer if you do drink a beer. I'll grab a beer at a at a bar at a pub and I'll I'll have a chat with you. If you don't drink, fine, I'll grab a beer. You come sit with me. <laughs> right? No, and it's true. And I think there's it's it's so so important. Um, for this to keep happening culturally um uh, uh, what's the word not genes culturally gender wise you know obviously again because you you're almost you're ticking all of these like politically correct boxes for my podcast right now but because it is you know we we spoke about this on instagram is that i was acutely aware that a lot of my i mean obviously it started with my family um but acutely aware that most of my guests were white um western female i knew it would take a little while for the word to get out um but then obviously it became so apparent that people in the south asian community the um arab community just don't talk about this stuff and not only do they not talk about it like it is super taboo super frowned upon um or and as i said to you before the dms that i've received from people who openly talk to me on dm and then of course i will always ask the question and just say if you ever want to share your story on the podcast but oh no i could never i could never like my family would be this or i could never do this and so i you know i am so beyond grateful for you wanting to come on for so many reasons not only from a cultural aspect but just because of how recent it is jess i'm i'm it's it's wonderful what you're doing um and i love the fact that you've offered for people to reach out to you as well you're to be bombarded but look if you start a podcast all right we, we're going to be enemies well no i do have a podcast i just don't talk about uh i just don't talk about grief and anything <laughs> that's true so that's actually okay. yeah which i would love to invite you and talk about your introduction to 97.8 and uh yes well, we can talk about yeah we can talk about that later on i anyway. thought you were going to ask but, me some like really like in some inspirational stuff and i'm like oh, i'm not sure about that <laughs> oh we could do that as well we could do that as well i mean look this this is like i said this is amazing the fact that even you mentioned earlier about people coming into your dm and saying oh i know what, I'm, what you're going through but i can't talk about it because my family would frown upon it and this is where i go up you know and say you know again i don't want to sound i was i'm gonna <laughs> let me just rephrase this in my head as well right? so you are a white woman 
that goes up to them and says, "This is what the thing is." They do not understand that, mm-hmm. right? Unfor- unfortunately, they DM you, yeah. They for them that's okay. Their parents or their uncles or aunts or nephews and nieces they don't understand that. But why are you taking advice from her? Because she's not part of her culture. She doesn't understand what's made yeah. what's made you like this. And I think that is the complete, you know, again, pardon my friends, complete bullshit. Right? You should you shouldn't be thinking. Why well, you shouldn't be thinking like this? It's just because now I I have this accent. Doesn't mean I don't think about uh, you know people people go up to me and be like, oh, where are you from? Just because you have an accent. I could be Indian. Or you don't know. I could be South yeah. African. I could be Australian. Yeah. Why does it make a difference? Why do you have to ask me where, I'm, where am I from first to understand if I can resonate with you? especially when it comes to such such an important aspect of of life right Mm-mm. well yeah um, so and an aspect yeah. that it doesn't matter who you are what you what you are what your religion is what anything is everyone everyone dies everyone dies there there are two there are two things that are ha- that happen every single time you're born and you die right yep. you cannot right you you have astronomic well crazy odds one in a billion odds that you're born in this in this particular situation where i can dm you speak to you in english a privileged life right i can speak to you in uh, english and say hey listen i know what i'm what you're going through i've gone through the same thing don't let go of that don't mm. uh, there are people there are people in in parts of the world that are dying on a regular basis and they and they're suffering through mental health and they have no one to talk to you do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so you do so why why waste that opportunity uh, just because culture or religion I told you that you should not be able to talk to this person, right? Just because I don't understand, just, okay, now let's, for example, let's say a Hindu or a, or a Muslim person comes up to me and says, hey, man, listen, hey, I've, uh, this happened to me. I might not understand what your process is, but I understand death. I understand. Yeah. What and it doesn't get any, it. it doesn't get any more simple than that. You can strip everything away at the end of the day. If it, if it's death and it's grief, then yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like you, like for example, again, you wouldn't do this podcast. You wouldn't understand. Uh, it wouldn't make sense for you to do this podcast if you hadn't gone through with your parents as well, right? So now, quite right. So I, I, I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast and saying talking about grief if my dad's thing didn't didn't happen, because I don't. At the end of the day, he's passed away. Someone you've loved has passed away. That is the common, that's all the common factor that you need to mm-hmm. have a conversation with me. Okay. I, I'm not saying let's be best friends. Let's go, let's do this. But you're right. Let's have a conversation. Let's, let's talk about the fact that, okay, why can't you, why can't your family members be happy, uh, mm. be okay with the fact that you're talking to someone if, if it helps you, all right, just because it's found upon. Again, it's, a, it's the same taboo thing that you have on mental health as well mm-hmm. in general. Right? We, we, we're not, Again, years of indoctrination. Don't talk about it if you're a man. Man has to be strong, all right? It's the woman that has to be weak. It's all, that was 50 years ago. That was, I mean, it still happens now, but that was, that thinking should be left 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so, uh, Is it Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have put my phone on silent. I, I, I've done this like three times now. Uh, I keep forgetting <laughs> to put my phone on silent. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. as you say, yeah, death, death just levels everything, doesn't it? And levels everyone and and what have you. Now, we've spoken about your podcast, but I always ask a guest for an Instagram account or a podcast that they would recommend. Are you going to recommend your own podcast or do you have another one? I I have a couple of ones. I just don't remember the names because there's one, um, um, I forget the name. It's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll. No, because I don't remember the name. I actually don't remember oh, the I name. Oh, I see. So to, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll share this. Whenever you post this, I'll put this on uh, on the comment section as well. Okay, good, this is, yeah. This is the part. But yeah, you're more than happy to check out Gilbert and saying, see, see this 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 personality in, in a different... Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you said... So just said, before we hit record, just said... I didn't really know, like, should I be wearing a shirt? I wasn't sure. Am I going to tie my turban? And I was like, yeah. no, man, like, this is cool. This is exactly this what is cool. we want. Yeah. Not be- yeah, because the reason why I say this is because, so the, the logo for Gilbert and Singh is with me. It's a, cart- it's a cartoon version of me and the, and the co-host, George. Okay. It's, uh, and we've got, I've got a turban on. So unfortunately, every time I record, I've got to get my turban on because that's branding. the brand image now. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. That's the branding. 
But if I go on other people's podcasts, it's all right. I can go <laughs> yeah, you're, abs- you're absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah, Jess, thank you so much. I, I've loved no hearing about, um, which again sounds a weird expression, but I, I've loved hearing about your dad and your dad as a person and, and learning about it. And, and I'm really grateful for you sharing your story. And I know we're going to be keeping in touch, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this thoroughly, right? Um, again, I, I, I say this again. Anyone wants to have a conversation, please. I'm always, I'm always there. Uh, I'm gonna add, um, I'm gonna add Jas's Instagram um, to the like links and everything underneath, so you can find him and get in touch. And whilst you're there, like and subscribe and review and do all of that malarkey that I always forget to to put in, but it's all good. You, I just want to do that at the start of the podcast. Be like, if you want us to continue doing this. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Although that that reminds me of a um, the bit. I don't know if you're a big Friends fan, but when Phoebe finishes one of her songs and she goes, "If you would like email updates from all my shows, then please sure, give sure. me some money so I can buy a computer." One second. First of all, you said if I am a Friends fan. Right? Oh. Yeah, who is not a Friends fan? If 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 you have friends that are not fans of Friends, you got to seriously reconsider being friend, friends with them. I have, I have, and I'll full name her. Her name is Nancy Bragg. And (laughs) she mentioned, she messaged me the other day, you know, Gogglebox, right? And she said, oh, Goggle, you know, the celebrity Gogglebox is really good. Uh, But you'll love it. Loads of friends reunion and then put a yawning emoji. (sighs) It's just not the kind of negativity I need in my life, Jess, actually. No, 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 no. See, you don't need that, especially, especially when you've got a grief podcast. You don't need that. Yeah, I need positivity in my life all the time. No pun intended. You need proper friends. (laughs) I mean, in fairness, Nancy, I love her. So she's very lucky that I love her dearly. But yeah, that was an interesting. I mean, don't even get me started about the fact that she said on Gogglebox, she said, oh, um, you'll love it because Mel C was on it or Mel B, one of them. I'm like, how do you not know the difference between Mel B and Mel C? There's a number of reasons why Nancy and I's friendship are being questioned right now. I, I look at so the Spice Girl thing, and that's that's a bit out of my expertise, <laughs> right? So I'm not going to comment on this, right? So, uh, right, we'll just call it a day then, right from there. Yes, Fine. yes, All right. yes. Okay, but yes. you're not going to be filling Nancy's shoes anytime soon. Um, Jess, <laughs> thank you so much. I will. I'll speak to you very, very soon. And take care of yourself and give my love to all of your family, please. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Kenny. Uh, I look forward to hearing more episodes. Absolutely. Speak to you soon. All right. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Bye.